Hello everyone and welcome to your NASA weekly update for the week commencing Monday the 16th of January 2023. It's scary here again and I hope you're all doing great. I know that I am and well we have an old firm cup final to look forward to now which is very very exciting isn't it? For, for everyone involved I'm sure. I have to say though a wee bit on a negative front I do recall the last time we were in the final against them uh, a couple of years back or a few years back now maybe and we got blatantly cheated out of the game when they had their three guys offside for the goal that they scored and that's the mob that don't get any decisions or are due some big decisions I heard it so now that we have VAR and, and if assuming on the final it works for the entire game that would be kind of handy then that shouldn't happen again should it? Because the days of re-refereeing games after the fact are hopefully in the past aren't they? I sincerely hope that's the case anyway. Okay, game segment for this week, just the one game of course and that was yesterday's 2-1-1 against Aberdeen in the League Cup semi-final at a potato field that used to be called Hamden. My God, how was that pitch? Eh? That was just absolutely awful. Just uh, oh, dumb. Anyway, I talked about the scheduling last week. I'm not going to talk about it this week. And uh, we got through 2-1 after, uh, go, or thanks, I should say, to goals from Ryan Jack, kind of from Ryan Jack, and Kamar Roof after we had given the lead to Aberdeen with an utterly, utterly bizarre opening goal where we just had three players who decided to take a wee sleep. Had a wee nap in the middle of the pitch at at uh, almost half time. They maybe just got confused on the timing or something. I don't know. We started the game really well. I thought it looked very very hungry from the beginning of the match. Hit the post and looked very I thought very threatening every time uh, we attacked. We weren't getting bullied around and, and we're essentially dictating the, the entire play. And then just before half time, you know, forty forty one minutes, whatever it was, and um, they have a punt up the park. Their forward is clearly offside, so this is the challenge instead of playing to the whistle like every single footballer is told from the very very second they pull on football boots for the first time Borna Barisic decides just to have a wee sleep and doesn't track the fella who is onside and starts to bolt through until he gets a shout from Ben Davies that's what seemed to happen anyway and then Ben Davies shouts him and he off he goes but at that point it's too late you're not going to catch the fella and, and the boys away and then Davies not to be innocent in and of himself he, he is one guy he is one guy just one guy to mark and he doesn't get anywhere near him whatsoever not even close to the guy so when the cross does come in the boy's standing on his own and, and he kind of I don't know it was a weird shot wasn't it like a bit of a kind of side foot scooped sort of shot that Alan McGregor he just kind of stands looking at it and looks at it going past him like no attempt no anything I mean he could have even come from the, for the cross quite honestly and I just thought it was absolutely incredible, not the good incredible and an utter absolute abomination of a joke of a goal to lose in such a, a big match. So we're then at a spot where we're, we're, again, we're battering a team, we're not scoring, they have one attack, they have one shot on target and then they score. Oh my word, like what the hell is that all about? You know, it's so, so weak. As I mentioned before, if we had the sort of return on our shots on target as other teams have against us, we'd be winning every game 7-2 at this rate, you know, and there wouldn't be a 20-odd goal of a difference in terms of the goal difference at the top of the table. Anyway, so the second half, kind of like the first, I think we, we start fairly well and we're all about intent and, and then we get a, th a breakthrough thanks to a really well-worked goal that 
that culminates in, in Ryan Jack having a shot that's that is deflected. That's why I said kinda a wee a wee while back there, and it's deflected past their goalie, and it's one one, and that's about you know sixty minutes or so in into the game, so plenty of time to 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 get going and really kind of move things to the direction that we want, which is of course scoring that other goal. We keep plugging away, and then as the game goes on, the pitch is probably taking its toll. Players are getting a wee bit tired. Some tackles start flying in. And none more so than that absolute clown of a captain of theirs just flying in, trying to half fashion Sakala in two. And then he gets, I mean, even his own players weren't, weren't disputing it, you know, and he's saying, I went for the ball and stuff. It was a horrific challenge. He could have broke his leg if he was positioned another way. The guy's just an absolute animal. I almost swore there, but I didn't. I mean, he deserves everything he gets, and I can't wait till we play him again next time and hopefully somebody puts one on him. But uh, we just couldn't muster that goal in regular time to, to take us to the final. So um, we get to extra time and an extra time is when we do get that goal. And it's a terrific move. Uh, Scott Wright, I thought, was really good when he came on yesterday. And, and Michael Beale talked about him after the game just in terms of he's at his best when he is driving right at players, directly at players, and not maybe trying to do the kind of traditional winger role of taking it kind of around the player and then getting the cross in. And uh, and I thought he, I thought he played well, you know, and maybe it's just because it's against his old team, or or he's got a wee bit more or different direction, but uh, yeah, he did well, terrific move, and he plays a great ball to to Kamar Roof, and he's a brilliant finish, um, and it's great to see him back, great to see him. That's the sort of goals he scores, you know. We don't really have anyone else in the team that scores those very clever, cute goals, if you like, and and then we're on our way to the final, which is. Which is great, so an extra 30 minutes probably didn't matter too, too much. I mean, I guess with the, the heavy pitch, maybe we could have done without it, but um, we, we got the we got the goal and they had a couple of chances towards the end, which was a wee bit disappointing when they're down to 10 men. And, and we're, I wouldn't say we were, I didn't get the impression we were hanging on at the end. I thought it was, I thought it was, it was still pretty comfortable. I didn't think they were going to score at all, which is, which is a nice pleasant change because normally I'm a nervous wreck at those times. So positives from the game, the result, of course, the fact that we're, in the final and how we played in spells we just kept plugging away kept plugging away doing the right things and, and we got our, our just desserts at the end Kamara Roof's winner as I say was was great as well and, and then Alan McGregor credit to him after uh, what I think was just some I don't know brain fart for the goal it made up for his part in the goal with, with some crucial saves towards the end saves he should have made but even then still has to make them and, and did a good job of that in both full time uh, or sorry regular time and extra time so all in all, pretty entertaining game, actually, and, and one that we 100% absolutely deserve to win. No no question about it. The score will say it's a lot closer than it actually was, but we were we were well on top of Aberdeen in the whole game. Negatives, apart from the ridiculousness of the way we conspired to lose the opening goal, I know I keep talking about it, but geez, oh. Uh, and, you know, the other negative is Kamar Roof getting injured again. You know, hopefully it's not too serious for him, but, I mean, the... the the boy is just so injury prone. I just don't, I mean, I know that it's been said before in, on outlets that, you know, if he was not so injury prone, he wouldn't be at Ibrox. He'd be playing down in the English Premiership, most likely. You know, the, the guy just can't cut a break. You know, he comes back from his injury and then gets injured straight away again after scoring a brilliant goal. You know, I mean, he must be very frustrating for him, but as fans, you're just like, this is... Andy Webster all over again, you know, like guys that just can't put it together in, in, in a blue shirt and, you know, maybe it's it's just too intense for him. I mean, it, it was a, I thought it was a foul, actually, the challenge, and maybe never got the foul for it. But uh, just to go down the way he went down, his body maybe just is not designed for being a professional athlete in a physical sport 
like this, which is a shame because he is a real asset uh, for us. But other than that, not too many negatives uh, for me. I think it was. I think everyone did uh, did really well. On the referee watch, Nick Walsh. He wasn't hugely helped, of course, with the, the VAR deciding to crap out. I guess that was at the start of the, the second half, or maybe it happened at the end of the first. I'm not 100% sure, but just on that on that very thing, I guess uh, Michael Beale was being asked about that in one of the post-match interviews. <laughs> and uh, they asked about the VAR, and he says, well, it didn't work. They didn't use it last night, and it didn't work today. So, you know, we, we kind of went old school, whatever it was he said, but he made a particular reference point to the stonewall penalty that was waved away by Willie Collum and VAR at Hamden uh, not even 24 hours uh, before our game, or I guess 24 hours before our game. Um, just utterly ridiculous um, decision. I mean, you look at it from any angle and that's a penalty all day long. That's 99 times out of 100. It's a penalty and they never got it. They, they just, their influencing of, and they're not so subtle influencing of the referees is, is just absolutely um, it was absolutely pathetic, uh, to be perfectly honest, but it worked. And anyway, Michael Beal called it out, so so good for him uh, for doing that. But overall, anyway, back to Nick Walsh, I think he did, I think he did okay. And my one main gripe that I was getting quite annoyed about is that a jersey pool is a jersey pool, and that's a yellow card all day, every day. It doesn't matter when it is in the game, it doesn't matter where it is in the pitch, or anything like that. And he, and he let at least one, maybe even two go, where he's standing looking right at it, just gives a free kick. You can tell he's talking to the player as the player walks by. That doesn't help anybody do anything. I mean, that's just being lenient for lenient's sake and you're, and you're going to end up causing yourself an issue a little bit later in the game. And then it was when he starts to produce cards much later in the game, when the pitch is taking a toll, when the players are getting tired, when things are going, you know, either do one or the other. Don't introduce it a wee bit later on. I mean, he was... He, he did start booking players for that sort of stuff later on and he was absolutely spot on with the red cards. So fair play to him with that because he had absolutely no hesitation whatsoever and you know with the VAR annoying and him annoying me because of, of the, the shirt pulls and stuff he's going to get a 7 out of 10 if he had booked the shirt pull stuff earlier he'd have got an 8 eh, most likely I think on that one so he's, he's an okay ref I don't, I don't mind him um, at all but he's yeah, just, just book people for what they need to get booked for so what does that mean? What does that mean? That means that we have a final to look forward to, as I said at the top of the show this week. And that was confirmed today as 10am uh, Eastern Standard Time on Sunday the 26th of February. So that's probably, what's that, six weeks away? Five weeks away, six weeks away, something, something like that, are we? So that's going to be great because then we can start selling booze at Pin Bar here in Calgary at half time. Maybe even inquire about an early bar licence because not very often we get a Rangers-Celtic game where we can go down and enjoy things. So I'll talk to Arlen and the folks down there and see if we can maybe look at that um, because it's going to be an event and we do want to try and get a whole bunch of people down and enjoy it and hopefully see us put one over on them and lift our first trophy that's available to Michael Beale in his tenure as Rangers manager. Two games this week in two different competitions. The first one is Wednesday's game against uh, Kilmarnock away at Rugby Park and that's in the league and that's a regular league game and that's a 3pm Eastern Standard Time kickoff. that's 8pm in the UK and the last time we played Kelly we did enjoy a 2-0 home win uh, very early in the season third or fourth game in the season something like that that was at Ibrooks, and that was thanks to goals from Antonio Cholak Tony Goals and Alfredo Morelos and uh, so a, a result like that would be absolutely perfect uh, hopefully um, the mob from the East End kind of uh, took a wee bit out of them and we can just take care of them quite easily on their home pitch. 
on Wednesday. And the second game is this Saturday's match away at uh, McDermott Park, and that's in the Scottish Cup. And that's Saturday the 21st, and that's a 12.30pm Eastern Standard Time kickoff. That's 5.30pm in the UK. And the last time we played St Johnston, of course, was uh, McDermott Park there, what's that, just at the beginning of November. And uh, and that was a 2-1 defeat that we had in, in that game. And, and that's the game that I think I said at the time, I thought it might have been Giovanni Van Bronckhurst's last game in charge. And lo and behold, it wasn't. We let him limp on for another couple of games before we dispatched of him as our manager. But yeah, we don't want a result like that at all. We did enjoy a 4-0 victory um, against them back uh, almost, I think, maybe the second game of the season. And that was um, through through goals from uh, Malik Tillman, Tony Goals, Scotty Arfield and Tom Lawrence. Tom Lawrence, remember him? He was starting to really make a big impact before... Actually, do you know what? That was the game that he got injured. I remember that now. Um, he was It was the very end of the game, 4-0, and a, just a bizarre challenge from a clown on the St. Johnson side, and that's him out since the beginning of November, November, December, and he's not going to be back for however long, like a three or four month layoff for a nothing challenge, not a nothing challenge, from a dangerous challenge in a, in a nothing part of the game. You know, maybe Van Broncos could have done a wee bit more to protect some of the key players at that point, or maybe they could have done more to protect themselves. I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, I just, I just remembered that there. Too bad. Anyway, for RTV, didn't hear anything, any negative stuff on the weekend there, so that's a good thing. And just another reminder, if you have a voucher and you're looking to, to access the games and you haven't uh, redeemed the voucher yet, please do that before you actually get to game time because uh, it's not always guaranteed that myself and Alan are going to be available to get you organised on that. For shout-outs for this week, I wanted to pass on a bit of a special one for, from home here, actually, uh, to my beautiful baby boy, Leo. And uh, he competed in a snowboard tournament this past weekend in a place called Big White, uh, which is very close to Kelowna, out in British Columbia. So we we drove out there in pretty treacherous conditions, by the way, on Thursday night. That was not a good idea. I, I let him get out of school a wee bit early, so it was daylight for maybe two or three hours of the supposed seven and a half hour journey that ended up being over nine, almost ten. And uh, we got out there in treacherous conditions, made it safe and sound. Uh, the weather up on the mountain was junk. They couldn't see what they were doing on the rails and the jumps and all that sort of thing. If you're a snowboarder, you know what that means. Or a skier, of course. And then he competed in the competition on Saturday. The competition was modified a wee bit just because of the visibility. And he finished fourth. He almost got his first ever podium finish and it's only his second competition. And he was one point away from third place and two points away from second. Boy, oh boy. If he had managed to get on that podium, this whole podcast this week would have been absolutely dedicated to me just taking you through every single thing that happened and everything I've seen and, and all the stuff we've done in the 13 years that he's been on this planet. Sorry, 13 and a half years he's been on this planet. But he was he was disappointed. He was pretty upset that he didn't he didn't manage to, to get the to get on the podium but uh, hopefully in the fullness of time once the hurt subsides a wee bit you have to let them just kind of grow and and uh, go through that sort of thing and um, I think I uh, hope he's, he's a wee bit um, you know inspired by it and, and gets an opportunity to go back and do something like that again but a great weekend hanging out with the, the other parents stuff like that we don't typically do stuff like that so it was a good experience he gets to hang with his pals and, and get a wee bit of work done and it's a beautiful resort and, and things like that there was actually a funny part on uh, what was it, Friday afternoon they were out practising and he says, we come down for lunch. I says, I'll come and see you. He says, no, we're just, we're just doing a team thing. I says, I'll come and see you anyway. 
And so we met them there's a, in this wee village where I met him in the pub in there and he was kind of like, Dad, going to just go away. So I just, hello everybody, how you doing? Everything okay? Good, okay. You got everything you need? That's great. What are you having for lunch? Oh, that's nice. Say cheerio to the coaches. And then I leave and I go to the supermarket and I buy myself a sandwich and a bottle of water. I left my boy in the pub with his pals and I go and buy myself a sandwich and a bottle of water. Something very, very wrong with that script and not something I'm keen to repeat anytime soon. Just stupid. You know, that I could have sat in the room with a couple of beers. I went to the pub myself or something like that. Next time, we're all learning as we go. Anyway, convention update for this week. I can officially confirm it's 149 days, under 150 days now. And 21 weeks until Toronto Midtown do what they're going to do and entertain us with the, the biggest bash of the overseas Rangers year. Really, really looking forward to that. And just another reminder, not too, too much um, to share, uh, quite honestly, on the convention front this week, but the hotel rooms and the, the convention tickets are, are still on sale. And and I think now, as we gear up to, to towards a, an Old Firm Cup final and the possibility of the trophy actually coming over to the convention this time and and the wheels are already in motion for that as well by the way folks to make sure that we don't clash with any of the major stuff over over at home and um, so we'll get that organized it should we win the trophy sorry when we win the trophy but uh, hopefully uh, that, that'll um, kick start a, a wee bit of a flurry of activity on the tickets and just a reminder the tickets this year are 225 canadian all in for for all three nights and another reminder that we do have uh, Rosie and her team at the Holiday and Flight Centre uh, with their full packages for any folks that are interested in doing the full suite of packages from back home, which would include your flights, it would include your transfers in Toronto, your hotel accommodations and your event tickets as well. As always, I'll put the phone number and the website, which is at theconvention.com on the blurb for tonight's pod as well. And I was hoping to be in a position to, to give you an idea of of some other guests that we have been pursuing and uh, we did get one uh, one knockback for very good reason last week unfortunately that would have been a good one um, but of course we do have uh, Rangers legend Willie Henderson is already in the bag and very much looking forward to it and of course we've got our MC uh, Mr David Edgar as well from Heart and Hand we are actively working as I literally as I record this uh, on on some other targets i sound like a manager on i sound like michael beale don't i on the on the transfer front um but we, we are working on on some other targets to, to complement what we have there and and, uh, and make it um you know a wee bit different for folks that have have attended as well so hopefully hopefully i should hear before the end of the week from the, the one main uh, person that i spoke to today and uh, hopefully we'll maybe get another one on in the mix there as well and maybe the other one maybe not so quick we'll just we'll see how that goes and just a wee reminder, again, that the NASA exec, what's that going to be? That's going to be, oh, two weeks from now, I guess, two weeks this Friday, are going to be over in Toronto in the first weekend in February to, to do the hotel walkthrough, meet with the hotel staff and, and enjoy the game at, it's actually going to be at the Toronto Central Club and, and get ourselves um, organised there. And what we got confirmed today is that we will be hosting, we will be able to host the the general meeting, the NASA general meeting after the game against, I think it's Ross County, Livingston, I can't remember exactly, um, but on the Saturday afternoon, so we'll watch the game and then get ourselves organised, host the meeting, uh, get through the meeting as quickly as we possibly can, and then get on with the rest of the day. So that's going to be at the Madison Avenue pub, which is at 14 Madison Avenue, Toronto, as well. So that's where we're going to be watching the game on Saturday, if you feel like joining us. If not, and you want to just come down to the hotel, we'll, we'll, we'll organise something, a few beers, certainly on the Friday. So. I'll talk to Andy Burnett and get that organised and see what pub we're going to be in if you fancy come down 
and uh, sharing a few beers. As I say, we're not going to share any beers. We're going to drink beers, but just you know, sharing an experience and experience of having beers together. <laughs> he says, as a confirmed germaphobe, no sharing, please. But yeah, other than that, eh, not too too much on the on the convention front for this week, and quite similar on the communication front as well. It's, it's kind of fairly quiet. I don't know if that's just a New Year thing or whatever, but the only thing worthy of, of sharing with you this week was Rangers announcing the opening of the revamped uh, restaurant at Ibrooks. and the article on the website said, Rangers is delighted to announce the opening of the new state-of-the-art Ibrooks restaurant located in the Blue Sky Lounge. The modern restaurant has, the sorry, the modern lounge and restaurant has been upgraded, offering a high-quality dining experience with stunning views of Ibrooks Stadium. The restaurant is open for lunch and dinner, excluding match days, and then in the article that gives you a link to, to the actual menu itself, and it's, it's a wee bit more upscale than, than what was there before in terms of the menu, for sure. And commercial and marketing director James Bisgrove commented, it is fantastic to open the Ibrooks restaurant in the new Blue Sky Lounge, and we are proud to be able to offer an industry-leading dining space within our stadium. It's important that we continue to enhance Ibrooks, and the new restaurant will provide a high-quality dining experience for both supporters and visitors to the stadium. So that's pretty cool. It, it looks, as from the photographs that I've seen, it looks, it looks really, really nice. And as I say, the menu looks looks really, really cool as well. I think when I was back home, I think I shared this uh, not long after I came back um, in June last year, but when, when I was back there, we went and, and had a lunch uh, over at the restaurant. And I think it was like the second or, or second last or last day of the, of the previous catering company being responsible for the restaurant experience. It was very nice, very pleasant. And you know, the, the service is always really good. And there as well with a beautiful view as well and with some great company there too so it was it was really good so at some point if i ever make it back home i i will go and check that out and uh, i would encourage folks back home to do the very same okay okay that will do it for this week my friends as always i can't thank you enough for taking the time to listen and and, and spend some time with with me um, each week and uh, please do share it with whomever you think might enjoy it even if you think they might not enjoy it just share it with them anyway and you never know we might get some few a few folks converted over time you just never know so until we or next week here's to another very important two victories this week to of course cement our second place in the league and to continue our quest for domestic cup glory this season as well so until next week take care of yourselves folks all the very best okay cheerio